0: smartcast you are listening to an HD smartcast original hello and welcome to season two of dreamers and unicorns or HD smartcast original now this is a show about leadership talent culture skills and everything that shapes our world of work in each episode you will meet a dreamer or a unicorn So who is a dreamer? Of course, you know that one. I know you will say that anyone with an unfulfilled dream is a dreamer. But who is a unicorn? Well, you know, think about it like this. A unicorn is the next big thing. Everyone talks about them. You know, they attract admirers and leave us wondering, how do they do it all? They take the road less traveled and that becomes a source of inspiration to everybody else. In this podcast, I want to acknowledge and thank our knowledge partners, the Society for Human Resources Management, which is the voice of everything which is important in the world of work. Our other knowledge partner is Tagged, That is T-A-G-G-D a digital-ready platform that makes talent acquisition on demand a reality. And me, I am Abhijit Bhaduri. I work with organizations and leaders on their leadership, talent, and culture. This is just the subject of a book that I've recently written, which is called Dreamers and Unicorns. unicorns. I also coach individuals who are navigating shifts in their career. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Dreamers and Unicorns 2.0. Today's guest is a podcast producer and a host of India's first indie music podcast that showcases the best of Indian independent musicians. She has several other podcasts like No Sugar Coat with Pooja Dhingra, who is also known as Macaron Queen of India, or the one that I find to be quite a tongue twister, which is called She Says She Is Fine. She produced Season one of Dreamers and Unicorns, and in season two of my show, I put the person behind the mic as a guest in today's show. This is, ladies and gentlemen, May Thomas. She describes herself as presenter, podcaster, music fiend, lover of all things weird, alternative, and abnormal. Welcome to the show, May. Is that a good enough introduction for you? I think it is. I think that summarizes
1: uh, my, my, my weird and wonderful mind. And uh, yeah, and I also, and I'm like, bring on the pressure. I, yeah, I, you know, I, I have a certain level of like quality that I aspire to. And I think that I think the more pressure, the better. Um, but thank you. And it is exciting to to know the sort of uh, how sort of podcasting has been growing in general is an exciting trajectory to sort of be a part of it.
0: Is this one of the industries that has benefited from the pandemic or has it been negatively impacted? What would you say?
1: Um, So I have to say a a couple of things, which is that I have, you know, I do come from a radio background. uh, So audio has always been my jam for a very, very long time. And I got into podcasting a little, a little over five years ago. And, um, now, like having at least had a chance to see what it's been like uh, for the growth of podcasting and what has taken place in the industry in general, uh, and how the landscape of audio streaming has changed the way we consume either music or consume talk audio, with um, the pandemic, uh, definitely the trends of like, how people listen and when they listen to podcasts has changed. So usually you would listen to uh, a podcast, like your usual listenership trends, very similar sort of radio, which is that you would listen to it on your commute. You would listen to it, um, you know, while you're exercising, maybe while you're doing chores in your house or while you're just, you know, stepping out to buy groceries. Um, Those are usually the times that you would listen to audio while you're kind of doing other things at the same time. It's, you know, it's the times that you basically can't be staring at a screen to consume media. So audio just seems like the perfect fit for those. But now when the pandemic hit, no one's commuting. So where are people listening to podcasts? So there was, I know, and internationally, I there obviously aren't as many stats around in India, but there was definitely uh, a dip that took place um, when like people just stopped commuting, right? Like of like, you know, when are people going to be listening to podcasts? So internationally, I know that there was this trend of like, there was a dip in listenership because no one was commuting anymore so then when are you listening to audio? You're either, you know, looking at your phone or looking at your screen. Um, And when everyone's sort of like figuring out what they're doing. And usually uh, we wouldn't get much listenership on the weekend and I feel like the opposite has kind of happened. It's like now we get more people listening on the weekends um, and at different times in the day, even in the week. Um, because like on the weekends, usually like when you have time to do like sort of chores around your house, or you're stepping out, or those are the times that you're listening to podcasts now. So like I feel like the listenership trend has changed during the pandemic, but it's like slowly coming back again because now people are stepping out, people are gonna work, people are still there are still a huge number of people that are working from home, but it there was a definite change in like the way the time and when people were listening to podcasts, right? I also think that um, people are getting some level of screen fatigue, right? So that like listening to a show and just you know relaxing in your house like seems far more a better way of like just putting like, closing you know your laptop and putting your phone away and being able to just like listen to something where you're not staring at a screen all the time. So I think like audio has like some advantage in that kind of way. But I think those—that is probably one of the most, like, the biggest trend that sort of took place in the podcast space, for sure.
0: I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that um, you know people uh, do get screen fatigue, and therefore, even on the Zoom calls, office meetings, I notice a trend that many people today. Are agreeing up front and saying that you know I'm just going to keep my uh, screen uh, all closed and I'm just going to be on an audio only kind of a mode. But there's also another study by Adam Grant, uh, a professor of psychology at Wharton. He talks about the fact that uh, when you think about um, where would people be more tuned into the other person's feelings, ironically, it is not on video but on audio. So you know the ability to tune into another person and empathize is much higher on audio because I think you are listening a lot more uh, intently and I think that makes a big difference. You, oh, that's awesome. Uh, when you look at the, you know, when I go to a bookstore, I kind of look at different sections. You have uh, Indian writers, then you have fiction, nonfiction, science, technology, health, fitness, comedy. How does a podcast genre get decided? I mean, what kind of uh, content works well? Uh, when it comes to podcasts, and is it different in India as compared to, let's say, a global market?
1: So when you think of uh, media consumption, right, and the kind of content that brings you like the highest number of uh, viewership or listenership, there is a formula of ABCD, which is Astrology Bollywood Cricket Devotional. And um, under those sort of categories, like most people would be able to get the sort of what you call the mass appeal, Right. Um, so then, I think so, I should
0: just close this one down because it's in um, neither of the categories. It's not astrology. It's not Bollywood. It's not cricket. It's not devotional. So why are we doing this? Exactly. Oh, sorry. Please continue. Continue. May. It's great. I,
1: I I get you. I'm also like in the same boat. I was like, I like, cancel everything. We're not doing anything in these categories. Um, but yeah. So the thing is, like, that's where you would, and even now, when you mm-hmm. consider the uh, podcasting in general. You do get a higher listenership when it comes to, say, a Bollywood or say a lot of, like, spiritual, like, not just devotion, but spiritual stuff also gets a really, that, like, that genre is, like, sort of peak in India. And, um, but the thing is, I feel like we, um, with podcasting, it's a little different. I feel like specificity is really important. I think that being too broad, because, like, I don't think podcast numbers uh, at the stage that we're in now, I feel like we are going to grow it eventually, and it is going to grow as a medium because I think we're also um, uh, a country that besides being very visual and watching things, I think we do like to listen. We have some of the highest like, radio listenerships in the world. So I do think that there are certain things that we love as Indians, which is uh, storytelling and being informed. I think those are two things that sort of fall into the category of what I feel like India um, and what we like to consume to some extent. Like I have like sat in like, you know, with a rickshaw driver and in a traffic light and he's reading the newspaper, you know, so it's not like there isn't a bit of both uh, or they're listening to like, like we we're talking about cricket. Cricket is also like a really big thing, listening to cricket commentary. So I do think to some extent, the difference between podcasting now and a lot of other mediums that is it's. It, you can have the ability to have far more nuanced conversation. But I also think that um, right now we're unable to compete with the numbers of TikTok and YouTube, right? Those kind of level of playing the numbers game, podcasting mm-hmm. isn't sort of in the same, it's not trajectory, it's getting there, but we're, we're still like a growing medium, especially in India. What I do think is interesting is that the medium breeds community and loyalty, so I've had conversations with, you know, guys that work at TikTok, because when we were having conversations about using TikTok in a way, like EduTalk was coming out of that time. And one of the things that they talked about is they were like, people's uh, retention time is like 15 seconds, right? On, uh, you know, on TikTok. And I was like, well, I, well, for me, it's about 20 to 25 minutes. And they're like, what? You have people's like active attention for 20 to 25 minutes on average. And like, what are you doing? Again? And I was like, I make podcasts. And so where it's different is that um, we're like the consumption patterns and how people consume podcasts is very different as a medium. So that I actually think that it isn't about like, I think the word Masi is also, I don't know, like, I don't think you can have the ability to have incredible numbers. Like I'll give you an example. And I always give this example of what it means to build communities, right? Uh, there is this heavy metal musician called Sahil Makija, demon stealer. And he has been running a YouTube channel called Headbangers Kitchen because he likes to cook. And right now he just celebrated, like in the last like couple of weeks, he celebrated that he has five hundred thousand five lakh subscribers on youtube he's a metal guy that cooks like how is that wow. you don't need to be mossy to have that kind of those kind of numbers it's also about what your interest area is and how you build a following and how you build a community around the things that you do and podcasting has the ability like to really be that to be this place where some of the biggest podcast stars or podcast celebrities aren't actual like big celebrities, right? Mm. If you look at like, you know, you don't even have like, even take some of the biggest comedians in India, right? Like they, it's not like, you know, AIB didn't have a podcast. They were one of the first people to have a podcast, right? And so if you consider the podcast space in general, um, some of the biggest stars aren't necessarily the biggest Hollywood or Bollywood stars, you know, uh, or the biggest stars or the biggest you know so all of that the kind of people who have the community and the loyalty that they're building on podcasts is also very different because I think people want to hear different voices they want to be able to hear people that sound like them who have similar experiences to them or different experiences to them so I think that's what podcasting sort of gives you it gives you this ability to sort of learn more things and explore new things and listen to interesting stories and and the idea of like like you said earlier about empathy right this sort of um, being able to hear someone, right? And I think, I think it's as contagious as like yawning. When you hear someone yawn and you're like, you all just are yawning again as well. I think it's that. I think you can hear someone's story. You can hear heartbreak in their voice or you can hear emotion very differently when you hear it rather than see it. So for sure, I agree with that. Absolutely. I don't know if I've answered your question, but I hope I have.
0: So India's had actually a very long tradition of oral storytelling. The pandemic has seen a sharp rise in podcasting, which is a really a very personal way in which you whisper into somebody's ears, the listeners' ears. It's a very, very personal medium. The two big things to keep in mind, though, is that your content must be relevant and interesting. A lot of people understand the bit about making your content relevant. But I think today, given the proliferation of content that we have access to, on Netflix, on Amazon, on any other TV show, everything put together, remember that when you create content, it is actually competing with everything else that the listener can choose to listen to. Adding an element of surprise actually keeps the audience hooked because, as they say, anything normal is not a story at all. You know what makes people come back because anyone can you know make something very interesting for a day but you know the Mm -hmm. ability to do something interesting with many other people talk about different aspects i mean that really requires um, you know a lot of creativity but i also think uh, you know me it is the rise of um, uh, storytelling as a format i mean you know it's just people are not just consuming information so I think that is a the thing of the past. So even in organizations, when you think about what people struggle with is, you know, I'm sending out emails and then suddenly people realize nobody reads emails anymore. And uh, then you kind of say that, OK, so what do I do? I mean, do I become like a YouTuber? Well, the answer is that, you know, you have to be relevant and interesting you know relevance is that Mm. i i you need to give me information which makes a difference to me so don't just blabber on because it's good for your ego but say something which i can use so relevance matters but i also think that when you put in something which is interesting you can say the same thing in multiple ways and that's the storytelling skill because uh, many people have relevant content but they don't they are not storytellers and that i think is that unique combination podcasting really thrives on that so when you decide what is a good podcast what's the metric you use ame
1: it's such a tough one it's like asking like what makes good content and i find this really hard and i have to be really honest here and say that it is incredibly subjective obviously um what i might like and what someone else might like might be very very different um Mm -hmm. i also look at it from through the lens of like quality as well. Like it's like, is this story told well versus is this a good story? You know, there's so many things that you look at in the layers of it. Um, So I think and I think I said this before, I think specificity makes a huge difference. I think having something that people come to for a particular reason is really important. Like, for example, made in India, like the core idea of like made in India, the, the indie music podcast is music discovery. Like, that's it. That's literally, like, the bottom line mission statement. Like, that's what we do, you know? And I think with every podcast that we make, like, the idea is to, like, okay, what are we doing? Like, what is what are we trying to say here? And I Mm. think that comes down to, like, being, like, I'll give you an example of, like, a podcast I just recently started listening to. Uh, It's an Australian show called People Movers. And it's a show about escalators. And I'm like, What? So, wow. uh, so I'm like, yeah, and so I was like, I would have never known anything, you know. There is another show that I listen to regularly called um, Every Little Thing. And it's literally, uh, it's a show, it's like, kind of like a call-in show, but people are calling in to ask questions that they don't have answers to on Google. So, uh, for example, uh, Why Do We Cry was like an episode I heard recently someone had asked the question of like, why do we cry? Cause she was like so embarrassed and she felt like it was a weakness. And she wanted to also know like, was there a time in our history where crying was cool? You know, so it was it was such an interesting idea. And it's like, again, it's, it's just one episode There's so many episodes like this where they're asking a question. Um, and so I think it really depends on like what kind of show you're doing and what your sort of mission is for this. I also think they're, um, when we're talking about Indian shows, uh, a show that I'm like really like I'm listening to on the regular right now is a show that's being done in Kerala called uh, Death, Lies, and Cyanide which is about the the Jolly Joseph murderers which was like this horrifying thing that happened in Kerala but oh so well told the story so well written so well sort of like you know really well sound designed as well like everything like you know exciting like the context of what Kerala is about who this woman was where, and just the kind of information so it's I can tell when something is done from like a very journalistic lens, right? And that's how they've done the story. Because a lot of people, and I think this is the struggle now, that a lot of people uh, don't write for audio, they write for the written word. Because writing for the written word and writing for the spoken word is extremely different. I think that's- Give me an example of that
0: what's something um, you would write in say an article or blog and but not on for a podcast script okay
1: I'll tell you something I heard on a podcast that I thought was like just like a no-no for me so someone in uh, in her voiceover right it was a a podcast around um it was like, uh, around development um and this show the narrator who was talking about like you know Setting the scene, setting the context for the issue, uh, had said the vicissitudes of our circumstances, yes. which is really hard to understand. How would you spell it, uh, May?
0: Can you spell yeah. vicissitude?
1: <laughs> <So> exactly. <what? laughs> I had to like pause it and like, what is she talking about? But that's it. Like, so even in this show, and I, if, if they hear me out, they're gonna get like, I hope. I hope. I, I don't know if they're gonna hear this or not. But no, don't worry. We, we, have way... a,
0: we have two listeners uh, for this show. One is you, one is <laughs> me, so nobody's two listening. Two
1: million, sorry, no. Um, so <laughs> what kind I of do? So the thing is, that's not how you would naturally speak. I feel like a lot mm. of, for your narration, you have to be as close to being natural-ish as you can. You can still narrate like Richard Attenborough, but when you listen to him speak, you don't ever feel like you don't understand what he's saying, right? He's not using big, big words. Even like a frame of reference, I think in the same show, I'm sorry to be critiquing the show so hardly, harshly, but like in the show, they she was like, oh, they were all standing around like a Matisse painting. And I'm like, now you're referencing an artist whose painting everyone needs to have a reference to. So that particular Matisse painting that you're talking about is like something that is like a reference that could be lost on so many people who may have never heard of this artist, who might not, not even know the painting that you're referring to, right? Like, it's not like you're referring so, in, to like a in short, was, and something. something
0: <laughs> It matters a lot. So, so I kind of <laughs> yeah, now. So, yeah,
1: this is like, I, I boycott this now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because, well, so let me pause for a minute and just summarize two of the things that I'm making a note of. One is that in order to build a loyal listenership, It means that you really have to be authentic and honest with the listeners. You can never fake it. Second thing is, if you really want to be a unicorn, then you have to take risks, be a first mover, and at the same time be prepared to fail. You cannot become a unicorn if you have not taken risks and taken a path which has not been traveled by a hundred other people. I'm going to sort of uh, ask you a few questions about you specifically. And, uh, um, you know, when you look at uh, creating a podcast and you've got a very successful podcast, um, is it a better idea to have a co-host do those kind of shows do better than those which have just one person talking? Is that uh, preferable, you know, having another person's voice just because it, there is more variety? Um.
1: I honestly think it depends. Uh, I run my own show and it's just me and I interview people just like you do. Um, But I also think that there are some shows that actually sound really great with, I'll give you the example of like Geekfruit, you know, uh, a great podcast where the sort of, you know, rapport between uh, all um, three of the hosts is great because they're sort of banter between each other and is amazing and it's you know it sparkles literally uh another show that benefits from having multiple hosts an Indian show is Simplified which is like one of my you know favorite shows and that's because all of them and their relationship with each other and that initially started with two people right uh it was Mm. Chuck and Noreen and the two of them were so funny the sort of age gap between them and the sort of jokes and their humor, like all of that comes through because you're t- it's two people talking to it's you. It's more together.
0: conversational, yeah. It just yeah, but it better.
1: also depends on like how good the banter is between you. Like you would. You would actually ask me a really good question. Like, you know, does because like someone sent me a meme like ages ago saying a podcast is like, a, is, is the equivalent now of the midlife crisis. They're so, like, you know, maybe you should make a podcast. And then uh, Are you yeah, trying so. to say
0: something? Uh, uh May, that you know. Then something.
1: my midlife crisis happened like five years ago. I was like, I was okay. okay let's not
0: even midlife. talk about midlife crisis and all that. <laughs> That's like <laughs> completely not not expected. <laughs> uh, I thought we are friends. It was so you mean, so you
1: can.
0: Uh... <laughs> okay, thank I, you very much. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> that sensitivity with which you are approaching this. I was just very, very, you know, kind and touching, but uh, thank you very much for pointing that out. I
1: love chatting with you, Amuji. It's so fun. Um, um, no, so, uh, you, uh, sorry, to answer your question, uh, you actually asked me a really interesting thing of, like, what makes a good host or a good sort of, like, you know, uh, um, two people or three people talking to each other. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, everyone thinks, like, yeah, I can make a podcast. Like, oh, well, I you know, uh I've had uh, you know conversations between me and like my friends, and like we are so funny. It would be great as a podcast. And I'm like, really? Does everyone want to listen to this? And everyone can do it. Like I'm not even saying that you don't. I'm, who am I to stop people from making their own show? But to expect that people are going to listen to you because you think you're amazing is like, wow, wow, wow. My thing is that like, why is everyone on social media? Someone said something. Um, we had done an interview with someone who said something fascinating of like living our lives in the public eye, right, is what social media is. You have this ability to like live the way that you want the world to see you, you know, whatever it may be. And it's some level of like, uh, you know, living in the movies, you know, seeing yourself on a screen, if not anything else. And I found that fascinating. And I think like all of us want a little bit of that, want to like sort of say, hey, you know, these con- I don't think my-, my conversations with my friends are like my conversations with my friends. I don't want to, like, have that being put up, like, you know, all of us chatting, and I think that's okay. And, and then but it becomes artificial.
0: Way. It becomes artificial because, you know, you're yeah, trying to be funny know? and say, "May in the last five minutes, you haven't said anything which is funny or funny. So, <laughs> so then, Pressure is too much. But
1: then I also
0: think that friends can do podcasts. Because, like, like, Geekford
1: is a great can. example of three really great friends who make a podcast together and who have the same interests, who are obsessed with, you know, pop culture and geek them and I think they make a great podcast and like a lot of great podcasts also come because like they're friends that are talking to each other about something that they're really obsessed with and um I think there are some really successful podcasts that do that um and there are some that I think are okay but it's about what you think works right you it's like I said it's so subjective but you can't also assume that like oh I'm our conversations are amazing everyone would want to listen to it
0: Yeah, I know, I mean, it's just, why wouldn't they, but um, if you were to answer that question, why did you say that you like all things weird, alternative, and abnormal? Give me three examples of what you like, which is weird, Mm -hmm. alternative, and abnormal, three. So alternative
1: is easy because I I used I I still do like uh, alternative music. Um, I knew you
0: would take the easy way out, but okay. What what do you like? Weird. Which is weird.
1: Um, weird.
0: You are not allowed to name any person.
1: Oh, like you're reading my mind.
0: Um, weird. Uh, I
1: don't know. I always, I think, I think the idea of putting weird, alternative, and abnormal is I always like things that are out of the literally out of the ordinary, right? I always like things that maybe other people didn't like. Uh, I always feel like I'm that person. And someone recently put up a tweet where they talked about, uh, have you ever had the situation where you're sitting in a room with people and you hated the film that you were watching, uh, and then you know everyone else thought it was good, so you had to like didn't want to start an argument with anyone and you didn't say anything. I was like, I'm the opposite. I'm usually like everyone's like, wow, that that sucks, that was terrible. And I was like, I actually thought it was really good. And so that's me. I'm always that person that thinks like the weird stuff's interesting. Mm -hmm. And abnormal because... um,
0: Does it mean you have lots of friends or you have very few friends left? Which one? I don't know
1: anymore. You're you're digging (laughs) real deep, Sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead and tell me what you like. What is abnormal? I
1: think think abnormal, when I say I like that, is that the idea of things that are... No, the the idea, like, you look at the world that we live in, and we live in a world that is so diverse, and it's diverse in terms of, like, the, the color of our skin, it's diverse in terms of, like, sexuality, it's diverse in terms of the way we sort of look and express ourselves, and, like, this idea of what is normal and what is not normal, my thing is that, like, why does that have to have a distinction? When I say I like things that are abnormal, I like things that don't that buck the trend, that aren't what we consider like average or normal. So I mm. think when I put abnormal there, initially I was like, why did I ever say that? Because I wrote this Twitter bio um, when, when Twitter started. Like I got onto Twitter because of one person that was Stephen Fry. And I was obsessed with him at that time. And he was on Twitter. And I was like, I'm also going to be on Twitter because Stephen Fry is on Twitter. And I was, I adored him. I thought he was like, yeah, he's just an amazing human being. And so I... Got into Twitter because he was the one who said Twitter is amazing. And then I wrote that bio at that time. That's how long ago it was. I was in like college or something and I still stuck by it because I realize now how important the word abnormal means because like now we're actually seeing the the, um, how diversity is such an important part of what we want to sort of see in the world today and that it isn't about like oh I have to be this, I can be anything. And I think when I say I like the abnormal, I like the stuff that just isn't the normal that we consider.
0: Things like serial killers and all that. Okay, get it. I understand.
1: Am I, are you going to, am I going to now be, are you going to vote for me to be Prime Minister of India? Thank you. Man.
0: I completely think so. so <laughs> or I, at least, I want,
1: is local MLA? At least let me be local MLA.
0: <laughs> local MLA is a good starting point. Um, I want to uh, just uh, say that if you had to redo your Twitter bio, what would that read today? Oh my God.
1: Can I tell you, it's so strange you're asking me this because I was actually planning to do that. I was trying to like rewrite my Twitter bio and it's so great that you caught me on this question because I, you know what I did? I just added, I think podcaster to it. I kept it exactly the same lover of all things. Like that's all I did. I just added podcaster because I want to now normalize kind of that word a little bit. Um, I used to, I think it used to say radio presenter or something on it. Like I'm not on radio anymore. Uh, so when I put podcast producer or podcaster or something and then I kept that last line I actually reread it and I was like no this is still true today and I was really proud of that line so I kept it so yeah great question
0: more power to you and uh, thank you very much for being on the show and uh, if people want to connect with you where can they find you Oh, my
1: God, please. You can find me uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I'm at at maybe maybe. That's M A E B E M A B E. <laughs> I just misspelled my own Twitter. So basically, you can find me on Twitter at maybe maybe. That's M-A-E-B-E-M-A-E-B-E. M-A-E-B-E. You can also find me on Instagram at May mariam That's M-A-E-M-A-R-I-Y-A-M. Uh, and of course, you can check out my podcast. Uh, it's on uh, all... Podcasting platforms that you can possibly think of. That's Apple, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, GeoSalen, and wherever. And, Are you making um, up those
0: names, or uh, they actually exist? So. All these. Okay. I think,
1: uh, I mean, yeah. So then, uh, and also, we're made in India uh, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook
0: as well. M A E D. Thank you. Thank you so much. It is always lovely chatting with you, and you know, mm-hmm. have. A great time ahead and all the best for your Thank podcasting you. career. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thank you. Well, that was quite a conversation. Truly, we live in a golden age of content creators when each one of them can reach their audience directly. Everyone with a mobile phone is a media house, but this is precisely the opportunity. While you are competing with the biggies, the lone individual in a small village has really is at par with the biggest media houses all over the world. That also means that there is only one rule of success, which is that the great rule of content creation is the one with the best story wins. And with that, we come to the end of today's episode and see you next Wednesday with yet another guest on season two of Dreamers and Unicorns. Until then, stay curious, stay connected. Goodbye. So, don't forget to tune in. Every Wednesday, Dreamers and Unicorns 2.0 has been produced by HT Smartcast. To give it a listen, log on to htsmartcast.com. Or ha? Yes, listen to zara new ones. What? Kya? We'll you This was an HT Smartcast Original.
1: She must